0: Hello, and welcome to the Go Take Pictures podcast, where we spend time getting to know people who've decided to use photography to communicate in powerful ways. And the question I want to ask, how do they balance making art with being a real person? How does photography fit into their family, their job, struggles, and everyday life? At the end of the conversation, I'm hoping to know where the art comes from and then share that with you. My guest on this episode is Rich Bacon, a Bend Oregon-based outdoor photographer, we had a fantastic conversation covering shooting beautiful fine art landscape images for his gallery space, partnering with tourism boards and brands on an ongoing basis, and doing all of that as a husband and father to a 20-month-old. Rich, thank you so much for joining me uh, this beautiful September afternoon. It's, um, I don't know what it's like over there. You're in Bend, correct?
1: Yeah, it's finally oh, clear out here.
0: <laughs> it's clear out there. It's its totally rainy and gross here in Portland. It's... Um, it feels like fall.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's gotten
0: colder. But um, yeah, well, thanks for having me. Really excited to to be here. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I appreciate you uh, taking the offer. This is um, one of the things that has been fun is, and and some of the feedback I've been getting that's been great is that people love hearing from local Northwest photographers. So I would love for you to just let's just kick things off. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, we'll dig into, you know, more details, but, um, you share as much as you want now and, um, and save some up for later if you want to.
1: (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Um, well, I'm 33 doing full-time photography now for last, uh, three or four years, I'd say, and live in Bend. My wife and I moved up here almost seven years ago. Um, and yeah, I I consider myself. An outdoor photographer but a lot of different facets that make up <laughs> my income and work and and all that so but i feel lucky to be able to call photography my full-time job at the moment and feel lucky to live in bend in the pacific northwest and um, i moved from southern california which is kind of a, a lot of the story for people who live in bend <laughs> or from sure. california but definitely different change in scenery and um grew up in suburb little town um not really involved in the outdoors so being in bend is just been a really awesome life change and definitely is what inspired me with photography and making that kind of career change and trying to make it work even though it's it's challenging but <laughs> so that's kind of yeah my what
0: i'm doing at the moment that's very cool so you um what part of california where'd you grow up at I grew up in Irvine, which is in Orange okay. County, so it's just a, it's like a planned out city. <laughs> so my, my whole family is from the Norwalk, uh, Southgate Downey area. I spent a lot of time down there as a kid visiting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I lived in Irvine my whole life and then went to college in San Diego, lived there for 10 years and then moved up to Bend.
0: Oh, nice. Uh, where'd you go to school down there in San Diego?
1: Uh, it's called Point Loma Nazarene University. It's a smaller school.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm very familiar with Point Loma. My wife spent her freshman year at Point Loma. Oh wow! Small and when I proposed, I actually we, I actually proposed to her in the amphitheater. Oh nice! That's that's down there.
1: Yeah, beautiful.
0: Yeah, she she kind of thought. Oh, she always talked about how it'd be fun to get married there, and I was like, well, that's not going to happen because we're Oregonians. Yeah, <laughs> we're not going to bring everybody down there. But like the next best thing. So I. I snuck the ring around with me while we were visiting family, her family down there and then proposed to her there. So yeah, Point Loma is a, gosh, that's an amazing, beautiful place. It is. It is. Yes. Beautiful. One, I don't know. um, I think you, I know you mentioned listening to at least one of the episodes, but our second episode was with um, um, Desi drew and he is a uh, landscape and wildlife photographer and he actually lives down there on mission Bay. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and then I also interviewed um, Patrick Four, who is the in house staff photographer at Taylor Guitars. Oh, nice. Which is, which is also in San Diego. So, right um, got a little connection. And I've got people to hang out with when I go down there. That's yeah. Awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, I guess my first question I actually wrote down a couple things that I'm totally curious about. Um, first of all, why bend? Why did you, how did you end up in Oregon? Coming from Southern California, that's—I mean—they're very different places, um, really different lifestyle, different speed to to life and and things. And I'm totally curious, what brought you to Bend? What what made you what made you an Oregonian?
1: Well, I, it's kind of a similar story to a lot of people you meet in Bend. And I had never heard of Bend. My wife grew up visiting Sun River every now and then, but um, my parents actually moved up here about ten or eleven years ago. Kind of out of the blue, <laughs> and we were kind of surprised our family. And um, so we would visit, and just like most people, you just kind of fell in love with the town. It's like, wow, this place is amazing. It's got so much accessibility to these beautiful places. It's just a cool town. And I liked, really liked the idea of a smaller town. I mean, some people might not consider Bend a small town, and it's definitely grown a lot, even in the seven years that we've been here. Um, but we were at a point in San Diego, like we love San Diego as a big city, but just with our future of wanting to buy a house, potentially, it's so expensive. Uh, just the busyness of a big city sometimes can be a little draining. And we were at a point, some of our friends were moving away and we kind of just were ready for a, ch- a change. And we kind of had some conversations about, hey, what if we <laughs> move there? And it seemed kind of crazy, but we ended up just deciding to go for it. And yeah, definitely one of the best decisions we ever made. We, we love it up here so much. So Yeah. Yeah, so it's just definitely a pretty big life change. And I think a lot of times, too, so many people that I talk to that are outdoor photographers, they have this history of growing up, going to the mountains, camping, all that stuff. And I never, I never grew up doing any of that stuff. So this was like a whole kind of new world to me. And so my wife and I, most weekends, we'd just go hiking, going to new places. And every weekend we'd go somewhere new. And it kind of just was a natural progression just to bring, to get, want to get a camera and start taking pictures. And, and so that's kind of how progression of photography kind of evolved for me. Um, and just, like I said, to which a lot of people know the accessibility towards the mountains and lakes and bend is so close. I mean, it's a 20, 25 minute drive up to bachelor and right. out to the Cascade lakes highway to all these spots. So, um, it just kind of evolved from there.
0: Yeah, no, that's great. Um, so how long, you said it's been, how long many years? Do you say three years, five years?
1: I'd say about three and a half to four years where I've been doing it full time.
0: Okay. So you moved to Oregon seven mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. What right. were you doing before you started doing photography full time?
1: So my background in school was graphic design and I, it is kind of hard to find jobs in Ben. That's a downside, <laughs> but I did get a job at the local newspaper as a graphic designer and copy editor, uh, okay. which I didn't love. And it's not the greatest place to work, but it was a full time job. And so I was there for for three years and sort of in the last year I started when I getting a little more serious with photography, I started making a little bit of money. I started working with Hydro Flask a little bit. They're a local company in mm-hmm. town. And doing some projects on the side here and there. Oh, nice. There you go. <laughs> um, Just
0: waving my hydroflaster yeah. from the screen. <laughs> and,
1: and so I feel like with anyone, as soon as you start to make a little money off something you're excited about, the ideas kind of start, start flowing. And so I was at a point where I was like, I, I would love to be able to pour some more time into this, see if I can actually make it work. And so I talked to my wife about it. it's like, Hey, what if I go part-time there and try to do photography on the side? And she was like, yeah, that sounds great. And so we had kind of an idea as like they let another person that worked there go part-time who also was a photographer actually. So we said, if, you know, if they say no, should I go ahead and just try to do photography still? And she just said that was fine and supportive of it. And so I talked to them and they were not on board with me going part-time. So it's <laughs> like, well, okay, I guess then this is my two weeks and um, kind of dove in from that point on. And definitely Rocky starts and still is, has its ups and downs, but that was kind of the launching point of, of starting to do that full time. Right. Right. Yeah.
0: Well, sometimes you have to make a leap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For better or for worse. <laughs> I don't know that I, it's kind of weird. Cause I think there's, there are some people who give the advice of just, just jump. It'll but, be fine. Right. And then yeah. other times there are, there are other kinds of circumstances you have to consider like mm-hmm. family, kids, mortgages, right. that sort of thing. Right. Um, and you have, you have one little one.
1: Yep. Is that correct? Okay. Yep. How old? He's 20 months. So 20 months. Yeah. I love it.
0: Still, still in the, still in the months, still counting the months.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Know. <laughs> That's annoying to other people I know who don't have kids, but <laughs> I've been one there. and a half. Yeah. <laughs> yes, for sure. So, he's so final. you,
0: so this happened since you started doing photography full-time
1: yep yeah so what was that like uh i mean it's the part of being able to work for yourself and you know choose hours kind of is amazing to have that free time and you know then also the flip side is when you're not working you're not getting paid necessarily and so yeah it's definitely work slowed down and but i think a big part too of why i enjoyed this Career path, I would say, is also I I do want to have time to be home and spend with my family and my kid, and um, so being able to have that free time to invest in that is really important to me. And so, if that means a little less money or taking less work, and I'm I'm totally okay with that and want that in my life. So, so yeah, it wasn't it wasn't too stressful at the time. I mean, it's just it's been really great to be to be home with him and doing that. I mean, it's definitely been challenging. I'm sure as you might know with during like quarantine months, these last, <laughs> this last year of like, yeah. just the whole life change and dealing with that with a, a kid um, has been a little challenging, but you know, it's been, it's been a great, great experience overall. Oh, that's cool. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah here it's a little, we're in a little different stage. My daughter started regular uh, d- the distance learning stuff this week and she okay. is in seventh grade. Okay, And then yeah. my boys are both in high school, but their stuff's all online and they start um, this next week. So we're, okay. we're queuing them up, making sure that they're logged into all the yeah. classrooms and zoom meetings and right. they have it all ready to go. So it's easy to jump in, but. Um, are they yeah, excited about
1: that? Or are they nervous? Or does it sound terrible or what's their? <laughs>
0: uh, it's interesting because my daughter, she jumped in and everything's kind of going well. Um, my boys, we actually moved them to a different kind of program. So. They were in a public high school, but it was kind of a the whole spring was pretty rough with yeah. with the distance learning stuff and so we actually took advantage of the situation and we moved them to an online charter school okay that actually has um what's called an early college program oh okay. so so what's kind of cool is that they are taking their classes are actual college classes at Mount Hood Community College, one of our local oh, nice. colleges. And they're getting full college credit and they're getting full um, credit, high school credit as well. Oh, that's awesome. So they're both taking the equivalent of like math 101 in college Okay, starting next week. And when they finish that, they'll have their first, they'll have their college credit, that one basic credit done for high school and for college. Which yeah, is pretty cool. awesome, yeah. And and the really nice thing is that the state money that's that the charter school is getting, they're just using that to pay the tuition. So, okay. yeah. so they're getting basically getting a free college education. Yeah. that's um, awesome. Yeah, so we'll see how it goes because they're going to class with adults. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and they are 15 and 16. Yeah, uh, gosh, yeah. So, uh, sophomore and junior in high school. So we'll we'll see how that goes. All right. Wow. Yeah, but it's a little crazy. Um, yes. <laughs> but it's been nice to be able to be home. Uh, and, right. and my wife's been working from home as well. So it's, it's just been a lot of, a lot of being here. Everybody's here. Yeah. And <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> luckily, we're, we're able to have some space, which is good. Yeah, definitely. For sure. So you, I asked you about bend and you, you, obviously it sounds like that's, there's some really great reasons that you ended up there and it's, it's also, it's just a great fit for, for you and what you want to be doing. Um, right. So you went full time with photography which is it's kind of funny because that's a term that gets thrown around a lot you know right. oh, I, you know people talk oh i want to go full time and what i think is interesting and you, you we mentioned this before we started recording that the idea of going full time is something that i think a lot of people just assume oh i'll just I'll just go full time and i'll I'll get paid to do photography and yet that looks so different for so many different people um right. and and just the people I've interviewed so far on this podcast are a really great it's a really awesome spread of different kinds of photography careers yeah Tell me more about your you know kind of how you do photography as a business you know what where where are your primary revenue sources um who are you working with and 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 that sort of thing
1: yeah so yeah, as I mentioned to you, I'm always so curious of photographers and their breakdown of income. And for me, one of the biggest ways to make that I've been able to make this work is um, through a friend. Uh, I've been able to work with Visit Ben, the tourism company in town where I, I'm i on a monthly retainer with them, where I'm helping them give images and um, help out with different projects. I just started last year project managing and designing this yearly photography book which is an awesome project and so first that. off yeah thanks <laughs> cool that's cool uh, thanks um yeah so having having some steady income not just a hundred percent freelance having like a guaranteed set of some money coming in was really important to me so that's been huge but so as a part of that i that's a chunk of my money and i said working with i work with hydro flask a little bit on, on a monthly retainer um and then I have I have a space in a gallery in Sun River. That's part of it where I sell my prints. Um, I do real estate a little bit. <laughs> I know you've <laughs> talked with Nate. You said you do some of that too. It's kind of yeah. more easier money, but just as yeah, some extra ways to make money. Um, and then there's things like brands and partnerships, but those are smaller. I mean, I, I kind of wrote down even some numbers. I mean, I would say like working with brands, Maybe like five percent of my income, and then another okay. five is editorial with magazine submissions. And then another five is digital licensing, and then some random print sales on the side. But I'd say about half of my income is through monthly retainer work with Visit Bend, um, Hydro Flask, and then I and mean, then yeah, real estate's maybe ten percent, and then my gallery gallery sales are ten percent. So it's just very there's probably like eight or nine different streams of revenue and. And that's kind of, I, my personality is I sort of need that something steady. I don't think I could do a hundred percent freelance. I'm not, my personality doesn't really work that way. And I, I know people that love the hustle of being freelance and trying to find their work and they're really good at that. And I think it's good to recognize in yourself if that is your personality. Cause it, I think that can go a lot further even than any sort of talent or anything like that. Cause yeah. photography is so saturated as you know. So that's kind of been the biggest thing for me is what making, what's making it work for me at the moment. Right. So, yeah.
0: Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um, does uh, Nate Wyeth works there at VisitMed, right?
1: Yep. Yeah. He's my main contact and friend there that kind of got me hooked up there. And he also introduced me to people at Hydrofoss. So he's oh, helped, cool. me out, helped
0: me out a lot. So Nate, Nate and I have met through a, a Facebook group, I think. Oh, okay. Nice. <laughs> it was, it, it's kind of Eastern Oregon centric. <laughs> so, okay.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. Um,
0: it's been, it's been interesting kind of getting to know him and his you know, kind of him and his story through that. Uh, yeah, that's, that's really great. And I, what a weird place to be in too, with all the, the travel restrictions and, right. and working with the travel board.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely during COVID when this started everything with them and me just stopped, <laughs> which was yeah. understandable. I obviously don't want, especially a tourism board, you know, you don't want them promoting anything travel. So that was, I was expecting that call and it came pretty soon. And so stuff with them kind of went on hold, uh, for several months, which, like I said, again, yeah, I was expecting and totally understood. So that was kind of a, a little bit of a scramble, um, trying to figure stuff out with that. But thankfully been able to get back, back on with them and working with that, doing that second volume of the photo book we're working on, which is really exciting. So
0: Oh that's great. That's yeah. great. So the um, when you're working with individual brands like Hydroflask, what is that what does that look like on a monthly basis? Like what what is that um, what kind of stuff are you delivering for them?
1: Yeah, so with them they've been really great about giving me flexibility and kind of what images I want to create, but my work with them is image contribution monthly, just so like giving them more or photos they can use for social media um, and different things like that. And then also a part of it is social media integration. So some form of advertising through my Instagram, which yeah. And they're again, they're very flexible about how I choose to include that in my photos. And it's, it's very, it can be very minimal. It doesn't have to be blatant product advertisements. And there's, and there's times which is, Fun, you know, they have a new product, and they say, "Hey, we'd love to get some photos of this new lunchbox with your son and stuff." And so, just pretty simple, just monthly image contribution. And Then, yeah, that that added layer of some social media uh, promotion as well. So,
0: that's cool. Do yeah. you is there any differentiation between what they're using for social media and what and what they might use for like for advertising, or is um, it just kind of all included? At, at your, it's,
1: with your retainer. It, it's sort of, it's all included. Yeah. I mean, they have, I know they push out a lot of, um, different catalogs and things that I never, I never see being used and things like that. And some of them are the more specific products like, Hey, we need this certain item, these new tote bags shot and things like that. Um, so sometimes those aren't used for anything in social media, um, and are more product centric, but, but yeah, it's all kind of combined and together as one contract, which is nice.
0: Yeah, no, that's great. Well, yeah, you mentioned having a 20 month old and yet you're also a, an outdoor, you know, you're you're out, out shooting on adventures, doing kind of cool stuff. Um, and I would, I would say point out that what I see, you kind of mentioned this already, but you're kind of central Oregon specific. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's kind of your jam, um, in, in terms of, you know, the content where you're, what you're doing. Tell me a little bit about that because, uh, I'm, I'm curious, how do you balance having a, <laughs> having a little tiny guy right. um, and a wife and then wanting to be outside doing, making these outdoor pit photos for these brands?
1: Yeah. I, I think I differ a lot than a lot of outdoor photographers because I'll be honest where long-term travel or even a couple week travel somewhere doesn't really sound that good to me. I like being home. I'm, I consider myself somewhat as a a homebody. And so to me, when I see, you know, you interviewed Nate and he's doing these awesome travel projects and, um, that's great. But I, even when I'm gone for a couple of days, I, you know, obviously miss my family and wanting to be home. So for me, where I do the majority of my work um, and where I find, you know, creativity and what I'm excited about is I, I love just doing quick overnight backpacking trips in central Oregon and keeping it pretty local. And again, accessibility, I can leave in the afternoon, get somewhere, shoot sunset, maybe shoot some stars, get up for sunrise, and be back in the door at home less than twenty-four hours. And I love that and Um, and so, yeah, I really don't, which is again, I think different than a lot of people. I don't have like this insane need to go to these amazing locations. And I still feel like I'm just scratching kind of the surface on exploring even central Oregon and even the Pacific Northwest as a whole, like since everything is so new to me, these places, there's still so much to see around close by. And so I don't have necessarily the desire to feel like I need to compete on some level of. Being some amazing photographer, even in the Pacific Northwest, I'm just content, I think, trying to capture Central Oregon in a, in a way that I'm happy and proud of. And and then also being able to be home and see my family, because that's really important to me. And again, that goes back to just being okay with, you know, taking maybe less opportunities to work with some cool people, but having the benefit of being at home and seeing my kid every day and my family. So. Yeah.
0: I think that's great. Um, It's interesting because I think a lot of photographers that are, you know, like we talked about, if you're trying to be full-time, you're trying to make a living at it. It's, you you know, you, I think most of us go through some sort of a, you know, a reckoning where you have to kind of sit down and say, okay, how am I going to put together enough things to pay, to, you know, to make this worthwhile, to, to make an income. And I know I have, multiple text files on my computer and little scratched out notes in moleskin notebooks and field notes, (laughs) notebooks listing off, you know, like what do I want to be doing? And Mm -hmm. I, there's one, I keep, I keep coming back to it's at the top of this brainstorm list where it basically, it basically says, I don't want to be traveling all the time. Right. And, And so that that's just a thing that I think there are people who really love being out on the road they love the adventure of always you know always Mm -hmm. being somewhere new Um, but the reality is if you have a 20 month old you know (laughs) and 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 like with me i've got teenagers and a wife who has a full-time job i'm not going to go disappear for two weeks right um, to go and take a bunch of products out you know across the world yeah Um, and and that's no disrespect to people who are able to do that or who want to do that
1: Mm -hmm.
0: but i think it's it's refreshing to hear you talk about how you're able to build an income and have a career without having to do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I definitely No, I, I totally relate with that. And yeah, again, more power to people that can, that can pull that off. And I, I mean, too, I think I love, I love the outdoors. Obviously it's what I do. I'm an outdoor photographer and I get, I get that passion and creativity when I do these little, you know, backpacking trips or even just hikes or sunrise missions. But I, yeah, also too, I think it does help that I don't, I don't feel that insane itch. I'm sure you know people that have that itch that need to be (laughs) on on the road or like just go stir crazy being at home. Um, but yeah, I think it's great to just to kind of kind of set out your priorities of what you want. And if you, you want to have a family and you're, or you have a family and that's important to you, then just seeing how to make that work. And so, yeah, that's cool to hear you say that as well.
0: So tell me more about how you, what is that like for you? You know, balancing family and, and this stuff. I mean, you've, you've kind of given some broad outlines of, of how you do that, but I'm mm. curious, you know, just how do you feel about it. What's, what's the motivation there? Where does, where does the, the balance between family and career sit for you? I, th- I mean, honestly,
1: I just think to me, the family aspect is more important. So the fact that I'm able to have flexibility within my schedule right now to do my photography and, you know, make income, but then also have this free time is what is most important to me. And again, thankfully I have so kind of example, like when I do these overnight backpacking trips and I'm shooting landscape stuff where I can use for the gallery space I have or my monthly contributions with visit bend. Um, and then I also will shoot a lot of hydroflask stuff out there. So I kind of can pack in a lot, um, in these times. And then also, as I'm sure you're, you know, as a photographer yourself, a lot of times you're just on the computer you're not you're not actually shooting people think that you're out shooting 90 percent right. of the time and it's actually the opposite so um being home and working from home is great and just being able to you know take a break and go on a family walk at two in the afternoon and put down the work to not be able to have you know tied to an office job nine to five is is really awesome so it's yeah it can be hard and challenging with figuring out what you, especially when you don't have anything planned out, I think it's, that's been a struggle for me as I, when I have something, a task in front of me, I'm going to work hard at it. But when I'm have a blank slate and I don't know what to do, I, I do struggle with that. And so I think, I think knowing that about yourself and your personality is a good thing to know before going into something like a freelance career or (laughs) photography. So
0: no, that totally makes sense. Now, do you, um, does your wife work as well?
1: She does. She works part-time as a virtual assistant, so she can work from home. Um, She helps out some clients just with social media, emails, blogs, and that's flexible as well. So um, it's nice that we can kind of, you know, sometimes if she needs to plug some hours on working, I can watch watch our kid. And so, yeah, we feel very fortunate to have that freedom uh, to be flexible with how much time we spend. It's a family.
0: No, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Um, the. Uh, am I remembering right? Do you? Are you guys a dog family too?
1: Yep. Yeah, we have a black lab named Buddy. <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. I, I seem to remember a buddy showing up in a few, uh, a few yeah. photos over the years. Yeah. No, that that's fun. We we have we have two ourselves. We have a big okay. yellow lab and a and a chocolate lab. And oh, nice.
1: <laughs> it's. Uh,
0: there's times where I want to go and shoot and you know go into photography. Outing and I'm getting ready to leave the house, and the dogs are basically looking at me like, Why are you not taking us? Yeah. (laughs) And my wife looks at me like, What's going on? Why aren't you taking them? Because they will knock over my tripod. (laughs) Right. Oh yeah. Yeah, Buddies. (laughs) This is not a doggy trip. Um yeah. I try to get Um, them out as often as I can, but uh it can be a little tricky.
1: Right. And I too, I wanted to add, and I don't know you said you don't want to repeat yourself from past episodes, but I'm I'm really curious too what. Kind of your breakdown is of what your photography oh, sure. work looks like, and yeah,
0: so yeah. Well, this is this has been a really it's been an interesting week to kind of take stock of that stuff for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so my um, I started about about four and a half years ago, almost five years ago, um, pursuing photography as a career. Um, and I think before that, I was a banker. I worked Come. in financial services, uh, wealth management, and, and um, um, investment planning, and that sort of thing. Uh, most, mostly as, a, as, the, as the go-to relationship person for kind of wealthier clients. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of where I came from. So talking to people and being involved in sales and that sort of thing is, is kind of natural for me. Um, and I'm, when, I, when I jumped into photography, while I really, really enjoy landscape and outdoor photography that was not the thing that I pursued uh, as a way to make money. Mm -hmm. Um, I basically taught myself to shoot uh, portraits with lighting so I could do so I could do headshots. And so that is one of the, yeah that has been one of the main sources of income is working with, uh, brands and companies to, you know, get portraits of their people. Um, uh, one of my biggest, uh, moneymakers is doing like a big group headshot day where you mm-hmm. I come and I set up lights and all the backdrops and everything. And then I'm just yeah. there and I shoot like 40 or 50 headshots in a, in, a, yeah. in a morning. Yeah. It makes great money. It's uh you set up once um, and it's really about interacting with people. So I do, a, I've done quite a bit of that, but the pandemic of course has kind of just shot. Um, I'm literally right now starting to plan my first, socially distant group headshot session. Okay. Nice. <laughs> Which is uh, kind yeah. of like we have a, a receptionist who's checking people in and probably uh-huh. take temperatures and then we're going to wipe everything down between people. Yeah. <laughs> so so that's going to happen here in a few weeks. And then I've got another I've got a couple more of those coming. But um I also do a lot of um working with brands and doing lifestyle shoots in their place of business with their products okay. um with their employees. So okay it's um yeah it's 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 kind of just branding lifestyle um it's and I, i've done a little bit of outdoor stuff as well outdoor mm-hmm. lifestyle but that market is especially in portland is very very crowded yeah there's I a imagine. lot of people that are willing to uh to do it for free or mm-hmm. for you know hey we will we'll give you some product if you go yeah. take pictures <laughs> of this thing right know, here here's a bag go take pictures of it next yeah. time. <laughs> So there's a lot of competition in that space and so I've I've kind of leaned into working with brands directly um and and saying hey I'll come in and do portraits of you and your people. Um, nice. So that's a big one and then um uh, right now I'm actually uh just in the final stages of negotiating a pretty big product photography job. Oh nice. That, that should happen pretty soon. That's going to be all with studio probably in a studio situation. Okay all yes. with lights and uh, the, the kind yeah. of stuff where you, you know, shooting them so they can be sold on Amazon and right. <laughs> that yeah. sort of thing. Gotcha. Uh, nice. And then the real estate thing is something I've been picking up more of the, just the last, during the summer, primarily, mm-hmm. uh, I've done a bunch of different spaces, like residential for, like I worked with some high-end builders and remodeler folks, okay. uh, really doing close up detail shots of their work, of okay. that, you know, doing really high-end stuff. And that's been great, but the stuff lately I've been doing is more working with um, shooting, you know, for RMLS. It's the it's the stuff that gets posted for when you when a house is going on sale, right? Yeah, uh, and yeah. that's working working with real estate companies. Um, gotcha. That one is kind of weird because it doesn't pay a lot of money, but it but the volume <laughs> is where you um, at least where I have found that it be, can be kind of lucrative. Yeah, so cool. you can I, you can do three or four of those in a day. Yeah. And so that's, that's a little bit nice. of where I've cool. you know, kind of, kind of where I've been uh, making things work. Yes. And of course the pandemic has been a weird, a weird yeah. thing that kind of derailed tons of stuff. And right. now I'm I'm finding that we're just now getting it back on board. Yeah. Companies are just starting to throw some more budget back at things and go, yes. Hey, we need we <laughs> to start promoting this stuff again.
1: Right. Yeah. Cool. Well, cool. Always interested in hearing everyone's breakdown of their work, so thank
0: you. Yeah, so Mm -hmm. I think the first, I I think I first came across your photography just on Instagram, and I don't even remember where. And I think you and I both submitted images for a an auction, a benefit auction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a couple years ago. Yeah, and and I you know I really kind of started paying attention there, so. There's this whole money making part and this, you know, you're selling, you're selling in in a gallery, you've got images submitting to travel boards, or I don't know if you're working with multiples or just just travel bend, but you've got stuff out there. Mm -hmm. Tell me about your, the art and how you relate to that personally, like what, what defines that landscape work for you? What is the stuff that you shoot when it's not really for anybody else? It's just for you.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good question. Um, to me, I think it goes back when, someone we moved up here, and how the outdoors, not growing up, going hiking or camping or doing those things, how it was just such a new experience for me, and um, just seeing these new places was just such a new experience and so beautiful. And also I grew up my background. I grew up skateboarding and making skateboard videos my whole life. I mean, that was oh, like that's my, right. my whole, my whole world. Um, and so I filmed, you know, make videos, of my friends, but that was just like this all consuming thing for me. And so I always enjoyed capturing, you know, moments, whether it was skateboarding and things like that. And so I think it's just kind of a half and half of where photography is an offshoot of getting outdoors, but then also, this creative side of wanting to capture moments or scenes. And so I think it, it kind of plays off each other where it, it inspires me to get outside and shoot, but then there's also the creative aspect of, you know, capturing a scene or looking for compositions that are interesting. And so, yeah, it's just been, it still feels semi new to me. It's like just, you know, going backpack and finding these new mountains and places to shoot is, is, so inspiring to me. And I'm not, I'm definitely not a technical guy. Like I know so little still about camera. Like you ask me tech questions and I won't even know the answer. And uh, there's guys that are so much better technically and are more proficient in that. And that's never been kind of my interest or where I want to go with it. I think you can still rely on good lighting and good compositions to create solid images. And I'm not going to sit there for five hours and stack an image with stars and foreground and all these things. And so, yeah, I think it's just a, like a split of wanting to do something creative and then also having the outdoors be this sort of inspiring place. And yeah, that's kind of my process, I guess, of what inspires me.
0: So I'm noticing um, for somebody, well, first of all, I was going to mention, I totally forgot about you. You posted a bunch of skating stuff here. Yeah, like a year ago, six months ago. Yeah. And and that was because you hadn't said anything about it. But I, and I don't really, I didn't really know your background. I was like, what in the world? This is, yeah. this is crazy. <laughs> yeah. I love it because I've got, I have a bunch of different friends in the Portland area that are all pretty hardcore skater guys who've mm-hmm. been just, you know, they're, they're, you know, guys that are my age, like mid thirties, to I'm 45. So mm-hmm. mid thirties to mid forties. And they totally get on a board and just rip it up, and I, <laughs> yeah, and I just think it's amazing. I'm like, that's, that's yeah. crazy. I can't even.
1: I know. I I miss it. I mean, it was. I all of my friends that skated growing up were all spread out now over and don't do it as much. But uh, it was my yeah entire world. I a lot of my I thought for a while I wanted to try to become like a you know pro video filmer, but that industry is so hard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's just um, I do miss that aspect of. Skateboarding. It's still a huge part of my life. Like, I still consume a ton of skateboarding content <laughs> and I'm I, trying to get out there more. I bought a new board to try to convince myself to get out there and skate more. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things that kind of never, never goes away. It's always part of your life. And
0: yeah, I'm uh, guessing it's a little seasonal over there in Ben,
1: too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely not in winter, but hmm. yes. yeah.
0: Well, and so, yeah. so, and it's interesting that you mentioned that winter. Cause I, one of the things I've noticed about your photography in particular is it seems like you're not afraid to get out kind of in the middle of nowhere in really adverse conditions as well. Yeah, I
1: think t- it's hard because obviously just the effort that goes into winter stuff is a lot more, but I do just find winter scenes to be really appealing to me. I mean, I think one of my favorite spots in Bend is called Tumalo Mountain, and it's just this kind of 360 view of all the mountains in Bend. And, you know, in summertime, you have kind of static compositions, um, but every year you go up there in the wintertime, and just the way the wind blows, there's the whole different mm-hmm. landscape, and it's just kind of fascinating to me. I just think there's so much diversity that can come with the winter. And so I won't lie that it's definitely a struggle sometimes for me to want to get up and hike in 20 degree weather in the dark with the headlamp to shoot sunrise, but, um, it is definitely my, I think my favorite season to shoot in and kind of has produced some of my favorite images that I have personally. And so, yeah, it's definitely something I look forward to, even though it's tough. Yeah.
0: Well, I think, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you, uh, if you're like this, but for me, I've noticed that with most photographers that I follow and that I am interested in their work there's mm. there's one image of theirs that just kind of when I think of them that that pops to mind and mm. I I I think of you as that that dawn view of mount of mount bachelor with the the kind of the pink sort of morning glow mm. thing <laughs> happening from that mountain mm. that's across from it yeah. that's that image. When I think of that image, I think of you. Yeah, cool. And when I think of you, like that, that kind of scene pops into my head.
1: So yeah, that, that's from that Tumalo Mountain spot. It's yep. my favorite favorite view. So well, I oh, associate cool. that with you. If that, if yeah, cool. That is, yeah, uh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm, pro- I'm sure I've seen other people take pictures of it, but yours is the one that pops into my head whenever I think of that scene. Oh, cool. Thanks. Yeah, and I. Nice. It's funny because I always, uh, I don't know if anybody has ever said this, but when I look at Mount Bachelor. I'm I grew up when I was a kid. I lived we mm-hmm. lived in Bend, Madras and Bend when I was really young. Okay. And and I learned how to ski there. Oh, so nice. when I see those images, I'm always looking at the mountain and I'm looking at places Atlantis, yeah. Where that is. <laughs> right. That yeah. Is. I'm yeah. pretty sure everybody who skis there does that when they see
1: right. it. Right. Yeah. And I love yeah, and those images too. You can zoom in and see the chair lifts when you're editing the yeah. photos and it's fun to see to see all that for sure. Yeah.
0: I I grew up skiing the marshmallow uh, run off of su- the sunrise lift. Oh, okay, nice. That was, that was <laughs> <Right>. my <Nice. laughs> that was my thing, and I remember always being like, Oh, I was, can we get on that? Am I am I good enough to get on that summit chair yet? Yeah, <laughs> like, I, we could do that." And my mom would be like, "Nope, you're nope, yeah. not." <laughs> so, oh, yeah, that's fun. That's great. Well, um, so I guess what I'm there's a couple last things I'm kind of curious about as somebody who is, you know, pursuing this stuff, working with travel bureaus, working with brands, what do, how do you want to push yourself going forward? What are the, what are the, what are the new challenges that you're looking forward to? What, how are you trying to push yourself?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think having, so my gallery space that I have in Sun River came about, I've been there for a little over a year now. And I think that's been huge in just having a, big volume of work being printed and seeing it in person and kind of just, yeah, like seeing, obviously we're very critical of our own work sometimes, but being very attentive to the details and realizing like, this is stuff you're selling and you want it to be proud of it. And so that's been really good for me to kind of evaluate what my, what I feel like my worth is and what I can sell to people and be proud of. Um, And so I think that's kind of going forward. I think working on images that just I'm proud of to be able to feel good about that's gonna go in someone's home and I wanna be very proud. And um, and that's still an odd, such an odd feeling to me when someone buys a piece of work that they're putting in your house. And sure. um, so I think there's it's easy to just try to be humble to I think an extent that's bad and never wanna be proud of something. But I think there's a healthy level of pride where I wanna work hard at getting these certain images and scenes that I feel good about, um, putting out there to people. And, and I think too, it's weird. Um, so often like my style of photography that I like to have in my own home is very like a minimal, minimal design and very, a lot of empty space. And I feel like often I, just cause it's fun to go try to shoot a colorful sunset, but sometimes I feel like those, those scenes are busy. And I think kind of honing in on, what it is I want to kind of shoot and what I think is appealing to me rather than what I think just might get, you know, likes or just shock value of like, Oh, that's such an insane sunset, but like really, really kind of dialing in what is a good composition, what works well with color, color and color palettes. And, and that's hard. Yeah. I think like just finding a, your style can be an ongoing process, but I think I would just meet, want to kind of dig in a little more and find just like a, a style that I'm proud of and not just doing for what I think is going to, I don't know, attract the most attention, but something that I think is meaningful and, um, elicit some emotions, I guess. And <laughs> some oh, like people like to. Yeah.
0: I like that. It's, it's kind of like the, we all know, and I think we've all clicked uh share on images where you know that there's something <laughs> about it. That's going to, you're going to get illicit strong reactions. People are going to like it. They're going to click mm. on it. They're going to, they're going to click the like button. And right. yet sometimes those aren't the most fulfilling images
1: for you right. personally. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I would encourage, I man, I think you should go for it. Start putting that stuff in your gallery. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, I, I would love. It. Yeah, know it's definitely, definitely my intention. to yeah, have Some of my, my favorite photos are just some of my more minimal shot photos. And so, yeah, I do have some of those up there and they're the ones that actually sell more. So
0: (laughs) yeah, 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 no, that's great. That's great. So, um, I'd love to, I always ask our guests if you have somebody else that you think I should interview, somebody you think would be interesting to the listeners Mm -hmm. or maybe even somebody that you want to know more about that, Mm -hmm. that, uh, you want them put on the spot.
1: Yeah, I the first person that comes to my mind um, is Scott Kranz. I don't know if you're familiar with his work. I, I don't. Think um, I am, so yeah, he's a he lives in Washington. He's a um, an outdoor photographer. But the reason I love Scott's work is he is multiple things. First, I think I really respect when people use their platform to to do good. And he a lot of his stuff he works for environmental causes and just things that are really close to him, to him personally. And also I think it really shines through his, so his background, he was a lawyer, um, moved to Washington and then eventually got into photography, but he got into mountaineering before photography. And so he, so he climbs these insane peaks and takes these amazing photos. But I think the fact that he has that mountaineering background before the photography part kind of really shines through in his work. Um, and I think Maybe It might have been two years ago, but he did a project where he he summited fifty peaks in a year, and like in the in the Cascades in Washington. And I mean, some of those are rugged, and he was you could follow along in his stories, and they were he's just insane with what he goes after. And I think for him, there's so much more depth to what he's doing rather than just the art of photography. I mean, I think he's a great photographer, and it's important to him. But he's he just has a bigger story than being a photographer and what he wants to do with that. And so he's someone I think I really respect as I met him once quickly, just sitting down, but, um, he was like a really good guy and cool. great photographer and that's a great story. So
0: oh, that's get along if you can. <laughs> I'll definitely look him up. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Well, um, I would love to let you tell us the best place for listeners to go check out your work, um, to see what you're up to. You basically point them point them the direction you want them to go <laughs> um i mean
1: i my website is richardbaconphotography.com and then on instagram and just rich bacon i haven't been super active on instagram recently but but i try to update my website every every couple months with new work and yeah that's mainly mainly it i've I've managed to somehow stay off Facebook my whole life as I I promised to myself, I'd never get on there. So I probably should have some other places to promote myself, but yeah, that's my main way that I share my work these days.
0: And it sounds like people can can, uh, browse the hydro flask feed as well to see some of your work.
1: There is. Yes, definitely. It's not going to have
0: your name on it, but
1: <laughs> yeah, no, we yeah, have support, support companies like that there. They do lots of great stuff. So
0: yeah, that's great. That's great. Well, mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate you taking the time today to, to, to catch up and, um, yeah. and just kind of share your, what your career has been like and how you balance all that. That's I'm, I'm inspired. Well, thank you for I, I, having I love me hearing on. that it's working for you.
1: Thank you. Yeah. I, I was worried. I just feel like it's an outdoor photographer. I wouldn't have much exciting stuff to share about these <laughs> long distance traveling, but I hope it's a different look into maybe doing photography. That's not, doesn't have to be being gone for weeks at a time. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think, I think you have presented that, which is great. Um, I've always mm-hmm. felt the same way. It's, 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 this is almost a more interesting conversation than, than just, what, how did you make it big? What did, you, yeah. you know, how did How did you become you know an ambassador for all these five companies like right. No, I mean, in, in a lot of ways, this is because you, you're out there putting in the work and, and you've created value with the stuff you're doing with your everyday life, so much that brands just say, "Hey, we need a picture of this thing with, with a family. Can you make yeah. this happen? <laughs> yeah, That's pretty cool.: yeah. Well good. Well, thank you so much again, Rich. I really oh, thank appreciate you the time..
1: Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks, Dan.
0: You bet. Thank you so much for spending this time with us. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, share it with your friends, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or the podcatcher of your choice. Also, I'm open to suggestions for interesting people to interview. So if you know of someone I should talk to, please reach out. You can reach out to me via the email link in the show notes, or you can send a message on Instagram or Facebook with the handle at GoTakePictures. New episodes are on the way soon, and if you subscribe, you'll get them as soon as they drop. But in the meantime, go take pictures.